hello, and welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. I am your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Once again, thank you for listening. I am very excited about this week's podcast. I got my sister on the line with me, my special guest, Miss Veronica Yancey. Say hello to the people. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm happy that you are on here with me today. So what I want you to do, just tell us a little about, you know, who you are so we can get to know you. Well, I am Veronica Yancey. I am a daughter, aunt, sister. (laughs) Let's see what else. Well, there's no shame. I'm 51 years old. Mm -hmm. An actor. All right. I'm uh, owner of an event planning company, and I'm also an employee with the federal prison halfway house. Oh, all right. All right. So you say you are an event planner, and you know what you forgot? You also forgot that you're a photographer. Oh, yes. Photographer <laughs> and actress. <laughs> yes. So you know, you have, seriously, you're making in your blood. You jobs <laughs> going on there. So uh, yes. tell us. What type of events do you plan? What do you do? I plan a whole lot of events from your basic of your weddings to uh, baby showers to the proms to graduations to divorce parties. Whatever you think of having a party for, (laughs) I plan it. (laughs) And how long have you been doing this? I have been doing event planning now for 25 years. Oh, wow. That is a long time. Yes. 25 years. I know you helped me with my wedding, which, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. So because of everything that's going on, have you, uh, have you been able to do anything or create another avenue for your business due to the pandemic? Oh, no. I would say this actually been just a little break time for me. You know, okay. I always believe in that theme where... God will sit you down when you need to be set down. And I think right about now, I guess I needed to just rest up a little bit. I think I was doing too much, which I'm not complaining, Lord. (laughs) Right. But, you know, he knows what's best when we're doing a whole lot and it's just a whole lot on the place. So, yes, this, um, this virus thing has really cut into it. And business went from... Let's say a hundred to basically maybe twenty percent now. Wow! And I, I actually find myself being real cautious when event calls on for me to do service for them because of what's going on. You know, right. I don't want to put myself in harm's way. So lately, I've had to turn down some things. I'm just okay. wasn't feeling comfortable with it. So have you done any of those drive-bys, like how I see people doing drive-by graduations, drive-by weddings? You've done those? Oh, yeah. Now, I did three of them, and believe me, they actually turned into big parties, too. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I have to, you know, find line and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, and after that, I I have to leave. So yes. What but, what yeah. advice would you have to people that's trying to to do that or throw these type of parties? What advice um do you have for others? I mean, like the jobs you turned down, what were the signs where it was like a no no, I can't do this? The first thing I always ask them is what's your amount of attendance? How many people are you expecting to attend or how many people have you invited? Let's just say that. 
Okay. So when they go past one fifty, two hundred, no, I can't okay. do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot so, of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And and what I always tell people, I guess, until you actually experience what this virus is doing, you won't understand it fully. And by me having firsthand experience with family members passing away from the virus and mm-hmm. having a best friend in the hospital for almost three months fighting for wow. his life with the virus, you know, it become to be real personal. So it does. Yes, it is. It's, it's real. I, I was just reading today that um, former president nominee. Well, uh, he was running for president. Herman Cain. He passed away okay, from the yes. coronavirus. Yeah, today because oh, wow. he didn't believe in it. He thought it was a hoax. So he would brag about not wearing a mask and different things. So it is real. I I don't think, you know, this would be the greatest hoax of the world to have everybody (laughs) locked up. You know, I get people think it's just a flu, but it's something different. I have family members that have had it. And so it is something. It's real. So you mentioned... Or I just want to change the subject. You mentioned earlier about that you work with the women at the federal prison. So, tell me, tell me mm-hmm. something about that. What do you do with them? I guess a good term to put it, I, I try to prepare them for the new society, as you would call it. Majority of the ladies that we have now have been away from anywhere from eight to 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And And be mindful with it. Most of them are just in their late 30s, 40s. You may have a few that's 60 years old, but you look at it like that, that's half of their lifetime. That is. So a lot of them don't have the basics. And when I say the basic, they don't even know how to even put down a job. Okay. None of them really had a job. You know, the majority of the cases we have now, they did time for, as they say, being an associate to someone, meaning their guy was the drug dealer or something, and they took the phone for it. Oh, wow. That's something. Yes. Wow. So, like, uh, what other kind of crimes you said that they take the fall for? So, a lot of times, the accessories, do some of these women yeah. actually commit crimes, or what type of crimes are they in? Yeah, for? you have a few at a time that will be in there for actually committing the crime, mainly like mail fraud, tax invasion, things okay. of that sort. We hardly ever get murders, which I guess is a good thing for yeah. now. <laughs> But um, normally when you get your your younger group, you find that they're taking a fall for the guy. They believing in that no snitch thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the guy is still outside and they're inside. Oh, yes. And and the first thing I ask them, I have to be real with them. You know, this is real. You you realize that prison wasn't a joke for you. It's real. So let's talk real. So my first question is, how real was that for you to take the fall for this man and now he won't even come see you? Oh, <laughs> now that has to be hurtful. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so like when you're dealing with these women, do you guys get into like their mental health or do you find like the root of their problem? Why they were with these guys? Was it some sort of sexual abuse? Do they think they weren't worth it? Or what is it? What's the like the underlying thing you find out why women end up doing this or taking a fall for these men? 
you know what's really funny, Tammy? Well, it's not funny. It's just you sit back and you listen to their story and you listen. And then they kind of sugarcoat it with you, try to play the field with you. Don't want to tell you the truth, which you already know the truth. Uh Because you have a foul here. So Uh when they get comfortable enough to really tell you what happened, and I guess what it all boils down, they're actually ashamed of it. Uh But now that they see that they have to be honest in order to go forward with this, I always tell them, your past is your past. But until you're ready to move forward, you got to let it go. So until they're ready to do that, they, you know, try to play games with you. But you'll find that a lot of them in there said they were seeking their father figure. They didn't have a father in their life. So this guy was there for him. He did everything for him. Uh, He looked out for him. And the younger ones are quick to tell you, well, he got my nails and hair did. So Mm. when you sit back and you they think about what they really said. They're the ones that come on and say, well, you know, Ms. Yancey, that was real dumb of me. How stupid can I be? I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to open it up so you can see exactly what you don't want to do the next time. And I always follow back with them to unless it's time to use conjunct thinking now. Uh-huh. You know, before you just respond. Now you got time to think about, okay, do I really want to date this guy because I look at him as a father figure? Or do I want to date this guy because my self-esteem is so low uh-huh. and I see he's using me? I had one lady that tell me, told me she just got here. She told me she went to jail and did the time she had to do. Because nobody had ever told her that she was pretty enough. Oh, wow. This one guy kept telling her she was pretty. She knew he was a big-time drug dealer. She knew he was abusive. But she stuck in there because he was the only one that made her feel like she was pretty. Oh, my God. We had this talk, Tammy. I asked her, think back on what you just shared openly, which you probably hadn't did in a while. Think back. How do you really feel now? And she just broke down and cried. I'm sure. Yeah. That hurts my heart to hear that. Yeah. You know, just something like that, just to be told you're beautiful. Yeah. And that could have that changed the dynamics of her life early on. Exactly. Instead of hearing it from somebody, you know, that wasn't worthy yeah. of being exactly. around her. That was seeking wow. just to do harm to her and to use her yeah. for that. Yeah. Wow. So do you have like any success stories about women who got out and just, you know, say, oh, hey, yeah. I'm going to make oh, that yeah. change? Yeah. Yes. A lot of them. Can you um, share one of pants? them? Oh, sure. Sure. I like to share one with um, a young lady that I had. She had did 15 years in prison. Uh-huh. And her case was drugs. She sold the drugs. When she first came to me, the first thing when we first met, she said, I know all about you, Ms. Yancey. I'm a little skeptical with that. Like, okay, what you know about me? (laughs) 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 And what it was, she heard about me through the other inmates that were here while she was in prison preparing to get out. They had told her, when you get out, Make sure you hook up with Miss Yancey that she's going to keep you on the straight and narrow. And that made me feel good mm-hmm. because, okay, I'm doing something right. Right. <laughs> so when she got here, 
First thing she said, all games aside, I want to do X, 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 X. She was just had everything laid out of what she wanted to accomplish. And my first thing was to her, you just did 15 years. Breathe first. Mm-hmm. And the rest is going to follow. And I'm happy to say she got released out of federal custody, meaning she's off of paper, no probation. Everything is done with. Maybe about three years ago. And to this day, she has a successful business. She's written over three books. She just recently opened up to tell you, you never know what God hasn't planned for you. Uh She just recently opened a home for women being incarcerated and just being released out of prison and has nowhere to go, no job skills, anything. She just opened up a home for 12 women in Indiana. That is beautiful. Yes. That is a beautiful story. And and you are a part of that. I know that uh, from when we've done shows and different things like that, those women, they respect you to the hilt. Yeah. So, yeah. So you are doing a phenomenal job with them. So when, when you have them in your presence, what is the one lesson that you try to reiterate, that you try to get into their heads? Well, the one thing I always say constantly, wherever we may be, whether we're out in public and reconnecting with society or we're in the building or whatever, Mm -hmm. always be mindful of what you say and do because you're entertaining Jesus. Mm. So, you know, we all big on, oh, I don't want to do that to shame God or I don't want to do this to embarrass something. Think about it. Mm -hmm. You never know who you're entertaining, right? That is very true. <laughs> so that is very true. So, and I that's know you the one thing that-, that no, I was going to say that's the one thing that I tell them. And then the ones that's coming in, they get the word about it too. And that's the first thing they say: hmm, be mindful of what you say and do. You never know who you're entertaining. Could just oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that little saying pass a long way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I know you take the ladies out and you go on field trips. Is that what you're doing with them? You're just trying to reintroduce them to society to get them out? I'm trying. But during this virus pandemic right now, we've actually been locked down. The federal prison has a lock on everyone, you know, okay. as far as um, no movement is in, no movement is out. We're allowing here at the halfway house just for them, those that have a job. We don't want to stop them from going to a job because that's the whole maintain when they're being released from prison to help adjust themselves getting back into society is to work. Mm-hmm. So as long as the companies are still open, we're letting them go to work. But as far as visitors and outside activities, things of that sort, we're on a lock right now for that. So I'm trying to find just a minimum of things inside the building to do to still manage the social distancing and all of that. Because again, mm-hmm. this virus is real. It is very real. You know, I came and spoke at your, your facility and I do appreciate that. And yes, yes. we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, I mean, and you do an excellent job with those ladies. And even with me speaking, they were very mindful and they were very, you know, they were engaged in what I had to say. So I truly, truly appreciate that um, you let me come and speak with those ladies. It was a beautiful experience because then I saw that in me talking and they started sharing some of their stories as well. 
Exactly. So, yeah. So exactly. I truly, truly enjoyed that. So let's change here. We're going to talk about your book. Tell us something, Miss <laughs> Yancey. Talk about your book. Okay, Menopause Girl Bye. All right. <laughs> Menopause Girl by actually got started by an experience that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was involved in a car accident a couple Uh of years ago. And let's just say by getting rear-ended by a little, they call it a boxcar truck, Uh took down menopause. (laughs) Mm. Wow. From that day... The symptoms just started. I had never experienced no symptoms until that accident. So I so guess it just trigger. was time for it to be breaking up. Wow. <laughs> so now I know you often say that men get menopause too, and they don't believe it. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes. Men have what we call andropause. Okay. Men are andropause, women are menopause. Okay. And the, the symptoms are somewhat the same, but just a little bit different. Like men are not going to have the, the hot flashes, you know, because, again, that's dealing with your hormones and all that. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have the mood swings. <laughs> okay. They're so going to have is- that. They're going to have that that urge, you know, when a woman is going through menopause, we have that up and down, that move, that um, mood swing where we're good one minute, we're ready to go on a shopping spree, then the next, please leave us alone. Right. And have the same thing. They so just when they go out of shopping. That's when they go out about that, that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. I get it now. <laughs> I get it. I can believe that too. And they go out and say, "Okay, I'm going to get this younger woman because that was that's yes. they're looking for a certain feeling." Yes, yes. Feeling. Yeah, they're looking for that feeling. And a lot of men, until it's it's funny because I had a lot of male friends that wasn't believing this until they actually read my book, went back to their doctor, had a talk with their doctor. Finally, because you know men don't go to the doctors. Girl. Not at all. <laughs> So they finally got their wake-up call that, okay, yes, you may be experiencing andropause. Because their thing was, okay, I need this younger woman because I don't have this sex urge that maybe she can boost it. No, (laughs) boo-boo. That young woman's (laughs) not going to boost it. (laughs) Now, why don't they have those commercials for men like they do women? You know what I'm saying? Because every day you have those commercials about women talking about all our stuff. I don't don't see that about men. And Mm -hmm. you got issues like that. That that I I might need to really look into that. Yes, you might. Okay. (laughs) It's time to bring, look, it's time to bring that to the forefront of it. Yes, thank you. (laughs) We need a spokesperson for that. We need somebody (laughs) to talk about it. So we don't look like we crazy. Like you having mood swings. Be like, no, I'm not. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of your upcoming projects that you're doing now? What are you doing now? I'm working on another book. Oh, awesome. I'm actually working on two things. I'm working on a four book, which I can share with you the topic, uh-huh. God's Grace. Oh, sounds good. I chose that, but not only coming forward with a couple of things that I have experienced over in my lifetime, 
But as I was talking and sharing this thought of what I wanted to sit down and write about, a lot of people just started bringing their stories to me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, Okay. let me do this book like this and just take real stories from real people and add into a real book. (laughs) Awesome. That is wonderful. So I want to thank you for being on my show and we are about to end this. But my last and final question to you is this. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. it's all said and done, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I guess strength. You know, I want to show that I was the go-getter. I was full of energy, you know. As Pastor Mike joked now, now I understand you. He's menopause. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to leave. I don't want no one to get the impression that um, I'm not a a go-getter or a a hard worker or a a pusher. You know, I push Mm -hmm. to the end on anything. I may not show it in the beginning, but I'm a fighter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I want to leave behind something for the next generation to say, okay, let me pick up where she left off and just keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. If it means keep fighting to help with incarcerated women, you know, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. Now, if we had somebody that wanted to use your services or they wanted to purchase your book or whatever, how do we get in contact with you? How does the audience get in contact with you? They can reach me at Veronica at cell phone number 773-593. One four seven one. They can visit me on my email. Send me an email at creative creations with an S by V at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or they can also visit my website to purchase a book or leave a comment or look at some of the events and things that I've done in the past at creative creations by Veronica.net. All right, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. What happens in this house stays in this house. Strength Over Silence podcast. My name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier. You can reach me at 773-251-5537. My website, www.connectedbyloveconsulting.net. Or my email is tammym at cblconsulting.net. Thank you and talk to you again next week. <laughs>